0: Hello. Hello. Podcast Network Asia. Network Asia. The metaverse is the medium. Marketers who are waiting for the metaverse to arrive are already late to the game. Early components of the virtual realm are here and thriving in the form of Web3 activations. Understanding Web3 and the future of a decentralized, user-curated internet has never been more important. Join Culture Group founder Michael Patton as he introduces the Metaverse marketing ecosystem and everything marketers need to know to find the customer where they'll be tomorrow, not where you found them yesterday. Hello to all of our friends, colleagues, and partners in the Philippines. My name is Michael Patton. I am the founder and president of Culture Group, an agency with a rich history in Manila and the greater Philippines area, and we couldn't be more excited to be back at Digicon and back at iMath. Today, we are talking about the metaverse, and more specifically, Web3, the technology behind the metaverse, and all of the opportunities that exist for you brand marketers. By way of background, our company, Culture Group, Southeast Asia's leading pop culture marketing agency. We've been in business for five years, and ultimately what we do is bridge the world of brand, culture, and business. So as marketers, you're mostly focused on what's happening right now, and as an agency, we're mostly focused on what's new and what's next. And when we marry what you do now with what we know about what's new and what's next, hopefully we can make some marketing magic happen. Our belief as an agency is go to where the customer will be tomorrow in today's fast-moving world where culture is moving at the speed of sound it is not enough to know where somebody was yesterday right where you found them yesterday is where they aren't anymore they're moving into what's new and what's next and in terms of our history we've been lucky enough to shape the culture of some amazing brands now in the philippines we've worked with globe we've worked with js Unitrade's Charmy. We're currently working with Wattpad and Kumu, and of course we've worked with great organizations like Unilever. Whether companies are big and small, the amazing thing that happens when we begin working together with brands is a partnership that takes place to create something new. And new is exactly what we're focused on today and as a company. uncharted territory is our territory. And with that, let's enter the metaverse. So it's October, 2021. Marketers who were waiting for the metaverse to arrive are already late to the game. And that's because the metaverse is here. It's just not evenly distributed. So as we begin today's presentation, we've got a few questions we want to ask. Number one, ask yourself, does my brand have a virtual marketing strategy? We know you have a digital marketing strategy, but do you have a virtual marketing strategy? Number two, does my company have a Web3 specialist? If you're asking yourself, what's Web3? You've definitely come to the right presentation. Number three, does my company, does my organization have a crypto and a virtually native team member? Is there a specialist in my group that is crypto and virtually native? And if the answer to that is what's virtually native, you're about to find out. Now, to understand what is called the metaverse, this frequently used term in 2021, and I would argue a bit overused, we have to really understand Web3. And to understand Web3, we've got to take a step back and look at Web 2.0 the companies, the platforms, and the technologies that have brought so much amazing content, community, and conversation to the Philippines and throughout Southeast Asia in the last 10 to 15 years. Web 2.0 is characterized by what we would call centralization. Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Netflix are centralized organizations. They have massive corporate towers, they have massive corporate teams. And they are truly the mega companies that are driving engagement in the digital world. And each of them has what we would call a a walled garden or a closed garden. That walled garden requires its own username to access. We can't use our Netflix user ID to access our YouTube content or to access our Twitter account or our Facebook account. So these are closed worlds, we would say. You've got mobility companies like Gojek and Grab, and obviously you've got some amazing content streaming platforms, the best of which is Kumu coming from the Philippines. And all of those are are fantastic. And those are great Web 2.0 companies. As we look at Web 3.0, the characteristics of the companies and the opportunities that are available to brands are really different. So first of all, most everything in Web 3.0 is blockchain enabled, right? And we know you hear this term blockchain a lot, but it truly is the utility that will enable an amazing amount of consumer engagement to take place. And it's going to give more power to brands, more power to fans, and more power to IP owners and end users than anything we've seen in recent history. Web3 is going to be decentralized. The organizations will be decentralized. They're less likely to have big corporate structures. And the opportunities will be decentralized. They're going to pop up, seemingly at random, And they may be disconnected from one another initially, but they will allow end users to have an amazing amount of control over how these opportunities develop. And ultimately those opportunities are going to be interconnected. The future of the internet is a world in which you are bouncing between different virtual realms and virtual environments using one simple user ID. And all of those virtual realms and environments are likely to be co-created. If we look at YouTube, if we look at TikTok, if we look at Kumu, We look at Instagram. They have given rise to the creator economy. That's amazing. That creator economy is generally driven by individuals who are creating for their community of fans. When we talk about Web3 and the metaverse, we're talking about individuals who are creating for a larger community who are engaging in gameplay, engaging in virtual commerce, engaging in virtual design. A great example of this would be Minecraft or Roblox, which are really popular in North America. And Web3 is going to be live and persistent. Now, we know that Kubo is live. We know that Netflix is persistent. You can watch Squid Game any hour of the day, which is really important if you're like me, You watch them all in one day. But Netflix is not necessarily live. YouTube isn't necessarily live. It's not active 24 hours a day with new content that's coming on that's being co-created by end users. Web3 is going to be characterized by that. And more importantly, all of that is going to lead to a very economically fertile environment. And an example of that economically fertile environment is all of the news and the headlines that you've seen in the last year around NFTs. We're going to talk about those today around the growth of video games and more importantly, blockchain gaming and crypto gaming, which has become tremendously popular in Southeast Asia. Want to hit your target market with just a fraction of the cost? Dive into the blue ocean of podcast advertising, the medium that makes sure that retention and conversions equals your ROI. What are you waiting for? Schedule a demo today at advertiser.podmetrics.co. So you're asking yourself, all right, what does this mean for me as a brand marketer? We're going to break down the metaverse marketing ecosystem today and give you all the first steps you need to know to enter that space. So we're going to show you the background of how all of this came to be, the characteristics of the metaverse marketing ecosystem, and more importantly, how you can act right now to get started. Now, metaverse as a term. Before we get started, let's break this down. It's a noun, and it really means the successor state to the modern internet. It's going to be enabled by Web3 and feature gamified, interconnected virtual environments. Now, meta coming from the word beyond and verse coming from the word universe. So really metaverse means beyond universe. This term has been popularized to represent the next form of the internet and lots of virtual engagement. Underpinning that is this technology called Web3. Web3 is the technology that really enables the metaverse and is characterized by blockchain and decentralization. Web3 is the driving force behind virtual engagement. Much in the way that you might not think of Bluetooth today as being transformative technology, it's really transformative to the way that we use our device to engage with anything that is near us. And Web3 is the technology and and really the design or architect of the Internet that's going to allow us to have greater control over what we engage in, the economic opportunities therein, and the ability to truly own virtual goods, not necessarily rent them. Now, Sitting in Asia Pacific and specifically in Southeast Asia, we know that this is a region that's primed for metaverse engagement. We've got content-hungry consumers. Over half of the world's gamers are from APAC. Last year, first half of last year alone, we saw 30% growth in video streaming. And a lot of that growth has been sustained. We're living in a mobile-first region. We've seen 3x growth in mobile wallets, and that's projected to continue until 2025. And more importantly, we have some of the most content-hungry consumers who are spending four hours or more per day on their phone. The Philippines is the most connected mobile country in the world, and we've seen great examples of how Web3 has been thriving through games like Axie Infinity. Most importantly, The Philippines and broader Southeast Asia is tremendously useful. By 2025, a quarter of all people in Southeast Asia are going to be considered Gen Z. And finally, from a social commerce perspective, we know that people are online and they're spending. 62% of all e-commerce sales came from Asia in 2020. And more recently, we've seen tremendous rise in commerce, not only on Facebook, but more importantly, on TikTok. V-commerce, right? We saw... E-commerce and then M-commerce for mobile, the future, is ultimately v commerce And we're going to see more and more of that as things develop in the next 6 to 12 months. So this term digital transformation is one that I hear when I go to Digicon events and I've been attending for the last 4 or 5 years. Today, we're going to talk about a virtual transformation. That virtual transformation really requires us to think about a seismic shift. A seismic shift from storytelling, brand storytelling, into story-making, story-making involving our end consumers. A move from spokespeople into virtual humans, or the humans. And a move from direct-to-consumer business models into direct-to-avatar. If you don't know what an avatar is, don't worry. We're going to explain that in about two minutes. Brands are going to be moving from traditional experiences into what we call massive interactive live events, or miles. And then from fast fashion into virtual fashion, because all those avatars are going to need the freshest gear. And finally, brands will be moving from traditional loyalty programs into blockchain-backed benefits. And we'll give you examples of what that looks like. So some basic components of the metaverse marketing ecosystem. You've got your avatars, and they look incredible. And then you've got NFTs, which go well beyond pixelated art. You've got virtual programming in the form of concerts, and then what we call massive interactive live events. So join us on this journey as we break down specifically what each of these means. Now, as we look at avatars, this is really the first aspect of the virtual realm or the metaverse that you're going to start to see as a marketer and you're going to start to see as an end consumer. Avatars are going to serve as our user ID in the metaverse. They are going to have their own spending habits. They're going to have all of their own brand preferences. This concept of virtual commerce, is totally gonna blow the doors off of how we think of mobile commerce. Mobile commerce is the commerce related to goods that can physically be shipped to somebody. But what about goods that are virtual in nature? Where does that sit on the PNL? How does a brand manager oversee that? Is that a separate business altogether? We're gonna see these questions come up because virtual commerce is very real and it's already here. We think telcos and mobile payment companies are really positioned to drive the adoption of avatars and all of the engagement across not only their own platforms, but across partner platforms. I want to introduce you to a company we're really fond of and we've done some work with. They're based out of LA. They're called genies. These folks over at genies are in the process of integrating those little avatars into Web 2.0 properties. They have an integration with Jiffy, and you're going to start to see a lot more being announced in the near future. So it's very likely you can start to see genies in different chat apps and different social platforms moving forward. In Web 3.0, that genies is really going to serve as your user ID, and it's going to have its own personality, its own way of looking. And embedded within that genie will be all of your login details you need to access virtual environments. Take a look at a second video about the same company. Yeah, so Genies is a really, really cool company. Um, I want to read this so I don't mess it up. You you do custom 3D avatars for consumers and celebrities, um, which is really cool. Scratching the surface on this metaverse, essentially, when we all have Neuralinks and we're spending time in this digital universe, what are we going to be doing? What are we going to look like? Um, I think Genies is building like the starting little seeds of that. It was so fascinating when I found out about the company. Um, Really cool to see you kind of evolve beyond this early use case and beta to expand. Um, Just so much to cover in this interview. Um, So I'm guessing for, For even myself, I guess, when you Google Genies, like you see this website, it's these really cool 3D digital avatars. Can you explain a little bit about like the company and startup behind that? Like, is that a product that you code? Like, what are you actually selling here? Um, Just kind of break that down for us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were saying this pre-pandemic, right? We think that every single human on earth is going to be an avatar in some way, in some format, in some world, in some environment. Right. That's the founder of Genies, and we couldn't agree more with him. So now that you've got your avatar sorted out, we really should start talking about NFTs. We mean a lot more than pixelated art or images of kitty cats when we talk about NFTs. Non-fungible tokens represent true ownership in the virtual realm. If you buy something or you win something in a video game or you buy a sticker pack in Viber or in WeChat or any other platform, you buy it, but you don't really own it you can't take it to another platform. It lives within that walled garden. When you talk about true ownership in the virtual realm, you're talking about a non-fungible token, meaning it is a -a one-of-a-kind item that you actually own and that you can display across different platforms. And obviously, all of this virtual commerce is already taking place. Hi there, my name is Laika Maravilla. Has anyone ever called you a try-hard? Is trying hard a bad thing or a good thing? Let's talk about that in the Trying Hard with Leica Maravilla podcast, brought to you by Podcast Network Asia and Podmetrics. We know that this is going to mean more than collectibles and pixel art. It's really going to mean blockchain-enabled benefits. If you are the buyer of a certain NFT, a brand will be able to offer you virtual benefits, physical benefits, and they're going to have a direct relationship with you that bridges the virtual realm and the physical realm. You might have read about the Board API Club, which is really a unique integration of NFTs and avatars and creating its own universe of intellectual property. That's where the market is. And more importantly, that's where the future is for you as a brand marketer. Now that leads us to virtual programming. You've got your avatar, you've got some virtual clothing, you've purchased an NFT, you you really are participating in the virtual economy, now you wanna be entertained. Event-driven programming that doesn't have physical production, that doesn't have permitting, is virtual programming. We're not talking about live streaming, we're talking about a virtual representation of an artist. And for a lot of fans of a certain age, Gen Y, they don't distinguish between virtual and physical. My first concert was at Madison Square Garden, Your first concert was at MOA. Somebody else's first concert would have been in Fortnite or in TikTok or in Roblox. Most of these examples are global in nature, but this technology is coming to Southeast Asia and it's coming incredibly quickly. So when we talk about virtual events, there's unlimited attendees. You can offer unique experiences to fans. You don't have to deal with permitting from local government units. You don't have to deal with artists flying in and out of the market. This is a tremendously accessible way for brands to engage in the virtual realm and i'm telling you this will be in the market in a very affordable manner in the next three to six months take a look at travis scott performing in fortnite 11 million people watch this performance and take a look at those nikes that he's wearing we'll talk about those in a minute now this always on simultaneous and, and endless concert right which, which lasted a really significant amount of time featured travis scott showing his virtual goods. He was wearing a really cool pair of Nikes. Those Nikes were limited edition colorways and they were released virtually as well as physically after the show. So you're seeing the integration of virtual and physical. In the future, absolutely, we can see a world in which you're buying virtual merchandise showing that you went to a virtual concert, same way that you might buy an Ariana Grande t-shirt if you go to her concert at Mall of Asia. And then you can display that virtual good throughout all of the opportunities you have with your avatar online. So you're starting to see how all of this works together. Now, for those of you who are into something that's a little bit more game or a little bit more interactive, I want to introduce the concept of a mile. We're a massive interactive live event. These are live events that are different from virtual events. A virtual event is a presentation of one virtual IP to many people. A live stream is a presentation of something taking place in real life to many people. When we talk about what you see on Netflix, it's got a beginning and an end. And while Stranger Things allowed people to influence the outcome of certain shows, it wasn't truly interactive. Interactive live events offer RTE, or real-time engagement, which means fan-influenced outcomes. And if you need any other examples of the power of fandoms. Let's look at Wattpad and the fact that fans are creating stories that are being seen on the big screens globally. So the power of fandoms plays a massive role here in the chance to co-create with consumers. And really, we're talking about the crossover of music, fan fiction, games, and film. An amazing organization out of New York called GenVid that is integrating all of these, and they did something really specific for the folks over at Facebook. They created a 12-week endless, right? It was 12 weeks continuous content, interactive live event that was massive and global in nature, in which the end user determined the outcome of the show. 90 million people from around the world watched it, and one of the top five countries was the Philippines, which we were really excited to hear. Take a look at what it looks like. Rival Peak is an experimental competition reality show where we throw 12 contestants into the woods to survive, overcome obstacles, solve puzzles, and develop allies, hosted by me, Will Wheaton, a collectively accepted neural construct based on prior iterations of Will Wheaton that also existed right up here. You, the audience, will be able to make choices that influence the actions of our contestants. You can listen in on select conversations, help them with projects. You can even tell them what they should do next. We're not calling it mind control, but it kinda is. Every one of these interactions add points to the contestants' overall score, which helps determine who is eliminated from competition each week. Go to the Rival Peak Facebook page to check out the experience. So those are massive interactive live events, and we couldn't be more excited about the opportunity for those events, specifically in the Philippines. Now, you're probably asking yourself, how do I win in Web3? What what do I need to know to get involved in some of these opportunities? The first thing, you got to break. Break from the concepts of Web2. Break from digital and fully embrace virtual. And break from the concept of being on brand and start to think about being brand on how does my brand live really authentically in a decentralized world? Because that decentralization is going to bring about opportunities for co-creation. And when your brand co-creates with fandoms and with end consumers, you create more opportunities to be brand on, to be authentic, and ultimately for you to succeed. The second thing you need to do is to build. You need to build a presence. This is not about buying media. Somebody with a fancy shirt isn't coming in to sell you a media package, it's less likely that Web3 opportunities will be available through traditional media agencies. This is about brands taking a stand for what they believe in and getting close to creators, getting close to technologists and creating opportunities for themselves. Those first mover brands are gonna dictate where attention is paid, and more importantly, where commerce occurs. The third thing you need to do is expand. Expand and look at emerging technology to really think about your role in the consumer lifestyle we like to say the medium is the message your brand is going to be defined not by your product but by how you drive value through engagement within the metaverse through engagement in web3 and ultimately through authenticity and finally we like to ask ourselves all right so how can we live it we get it michael there's great opportunities we know what we need to be thinking about How can we live it? The first thing is embrace your virtual self. Go and get an avatar created and put it up as your profile picture. The second is to set up a MetaMask account. You should have a blockchain-enabled digital wallet that can store cryptocurrency and that can hold all of your NFTs. And the third thing is begin playing and begin trading. This is a world in which you're going to need to know about if you are a progressive marketer. And If you really want to know about what's new and what's next, the best way to do it is to jump in. We've got some great resources here at Culture Group. We've written an amazing white paper, which we're happy to distribute to anybody who reaches us on LinkedIn. And we've also got some amazing thinking, some case studies and use cases in-house. But the most important thing you can do as a marketer is to try something new and to better understand the audience by being a part of that same community. Thank you to all of our friends at Digicon and IMAP. We love presenting year after year and we appreciate you having us back. We couldn't be more excited about the future Of the digital economy in the philippines and if you love our work please reach out you can find culture group on linkedin you can find me michael patton on on linkedin as well and you can reach out to all of our team members we'd love to hear from you we'd love to collaborate with you and we can't wait to create the future together thank you very much digicon join imap in shaping the future of digital marketing along with over 300 corporate members from brands agencies, advertisers, tech companies, media, and startups. IMAP has spearheaded initiatives to drive digital learning, skills development, and camaraderie in the industry, like IMAP Web Wednesday, Breakfast Roundtables, Virtual Member Meetups, IMAP Academy, Youth Digital Congress, and such. To learn more about IMAP, you may download our free digital book, the only book you'll need for digital via our official IMAP website at www.imap.com.ph and watch out for future events when you follow us on our social media pages. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia